the key idea is to dive deeper into yourself and when we can dive deeper into ourselves so we can realize who we are or what what is our goal what are our values and we can see which direction to go and this is the beauty of life this is the beauty of this approach to dive deeper into ourselves and to realize what's happening inside and what's happening around and which way I'd like to choose. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that. For the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you. Thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine. Top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland. Top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom. Top 60 in Norway. Top 30 in Italy. Top 30 in the Netherlands. Wow. Top 30 in Spain. Top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia. Top 20 on Apple Poland. And top 10 in South Korea. Thank you. Please keep supporting keep sharing and follow the new instagram about this project which i created less than 30 days ago aziz.future my guest today is elena visotskaya from the international institute of management in ukraine to the chartered institute of marketing in the uk to the executive program of ie business school to the wharton school for international business studies to later on the Moscow Institute of Psychoanalysis, where she received a master's degree in CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, to the Mindfulness Academy Solterreno, where she became a mindfulness-based stress reduction MBSR qualified teacher, movement, and mind-body. She is a kindness officer empowering leaders to make the difference via mindful leadership and self discovery she works on cultivating focus clarity creativity and compassion in the services of others 
leadership presence is not only critical for individuals, but also has a ripple effect on those around the community and even the world. Her goal is to make the world a better place. Elena, how are you today? Hello, Abdulaziz. Thank you for this amazing introduction. It's my pleasure to be a part of this amazing project inspired by your passion. Uh, today, I feel curious and inspired. What about you? I feel excited, alive, enthusiastic, and full of life present energy that happens only when you're aware by the present moment and see the vivid colors of life. So to ask you something I'm very curious about. There was a moment in your life where you changed track from focusing on marketing and business to focusing on mindfulness and presence. What is the story there? Well, uh, yeah, that's an amazing story. Uh, before this decision, I had several aha moments. And uh, so I'd like to dive into my story and uh, start from the first aha moment. So actually, I used to work in the multinational company and uh, managed uh, different projects uh, internationally simultaneously. And um, I used to travel a lot. And um, one day when, when I was on my um, back way from business trip on Friday, I decided that uh, this weekend I will dedicate to my daughter. And I will spend with my daughter all the time in the moment of presence and uh, I will stay with her. No emails, no social media. And uh, when Saturday started, I decided, okay, I should be the best mom and uh, we should go somewhere to the countryside. And I started my preparations. I were to take a lot of belongings and so on. And at a certain point of time, my daughter started crying. And I came to her, I hugged her, and I realized that, well, here is this moment. I'm not to go anywhere. I'm not to go to countryside. I'm here with you right now. And this is the moment. This is the beauty of this moment. And um, so that was the first aha moment I noticed. And um, some months ago, I decided to... So actually, I'm passionate about the um, self-development and uh, I wanted to become a better leader. For this, po for, for this point, I chose uh, one of the best business schools and it was in Spain. And uh, so I started my leadership program and uh, there was something uh, very interesting happened during the first day we had mindfulness and um, I've never heard about that uh, what is it mindfulness and uh, I uh, came into this uh, class and uh, there was the circle we we were to sit in the circle and then an amazing woman entered the class she was very grounded and uh, I felt her 
very um, beautiful energy. And uh, we started to practice mindfulness for five minutes. And I was impressed. I was impressed that uh, uh, we were sitting in stillness, but uh, that was the moment when uh, I could prioritize a lot of things in my life. Uh, and uh, I got a lot of insights during this moment. And uh, so that was the starting point when I decided, yes, I should do this practice every day and see what happens. And uh, that was the second aha moment that changed my life dramatically. I realized uh, how this approach is beneficial for uh, my life, for my life as the leader, as the manager. And uh, I became even more productive and uh, resilient to stress. And from that moment, uh, I decided that um, so I should increase positive impact in the world. And uh, I should uh, take the next step and I should challenge myself and uh, I should uh, become the psychologist and uh, I should dive deeper into mindfulness and uh, deliver this approach to people in the world. So that's it. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, you had that moment where you were going to the countryside with your daughter and you wanted to spend the weekend with her every moment. But what happened is you were waiting or escaping or not being present in the moment because you were going to the countryside and then there, that is where the happiness will be rather than remembering to be happy in that moment. And when she cried, you realized that it's not about sacrificing today so that you'll be happier tomorrow because happiness is a choice to be present and mindful rather than depending on places and locations and achievements and things. And then later, when you did mindfulness for the first time, and you were impressed by the woman and her energy, which was very grounded and very beautiful. And then when you tried, you were able to prioritize things in your mind. And therefore, you thought to do it every day. And when you did, you received many benefits, including your ability to be resilient against stress, as well as your ability to, of course, prioritize and focus. And you wish to share this experience and this different approach with the whole world so that more people benefit. Did I understand correctly? Yes, Abdulaziz, that's right. And uh, that moment I realized that the happiness in, is, is inside of myself. Thank you. However, I'm hearing something, and please correct me if this is a wrong assumption. I sense a pattern where of perfectionism, where even approach to mindfulness is coming from a place, like you said, must and should, which of course, as a CBT practitioner, when you hear something like that, that's the first sign that someone 
is being very strict with themselves. So I want to verify. And you said you want to be the best mom. You want to be a better leader. You want to challenge yourself. So I want to ask, do you have a pattern of expecting excellence and perfectionism from yourself? Yes, uh, you are super professional. Uh, yes, it really is. And uh, this is one more point why I was inspired by mindfulness approach. Because uh, when we're talking about mindfulness, when we are dive, uh, diving deeper, so we realize that there are several attitudes of mindfulness. And um, uh, one of them I admire a lot. This is the acceptance. Uh, this is about the courage to look a situation right in the eye. And uh, there should be no resistance because um, the more we resist, the more we experienced stress and anxiety. So this is like, okay, I accept that I'm a human, I can make mistakes. But anyway, I accept it. I did all my best for this moment of time. And next time I will do better. So that's a very important point to accept that. As well, what I, uh, what I enjoy about uh, this experience is non-judging. Because being a human uh, and uh, coming back to our patterns, our mind uh, likes to wonder. About 50% of our time, our mind wanders. And uh, we're thinking about uh, past, about the future, but we are not in the present moment. We are not in the moment of happiness. And we are not enjoying the life. And what I enjoy about mindfulness is uh, when non-judging, to be aware that, okay, yes, I am judging because I am human, but I am aware that, I'm judging and I can always come back to the present moment and to choose which direction to go. Thank you. That's actually wonderful. It reminds me of a few things like Byron Katie. She has a saying, which is that every time I fight with reality by wishing it was different, I will experience pain. So that's what you're speaking about. And I'm assuming, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you're speaking about acceptance and commitment therapy, which is an evolution of CBT, where they say, say don't try to change your emotions or wish you didn't have trauma, etc. Accept what you feel and commit to your values and the life you want to create and make your actions correspond to your values rather than to the emotions through mindfulness. That's how you allow the emotions to evolve. And you said that our mind wanders 50% of the time. And I say you're very kind. It's probably 99% of the time. But there was studies showing that in reality, when we evolved, the animals who are very easy to distract, they were able to see peripherally any predators coming at them. So the mind is made to be distractible as a survival mechanism, but we don't live in that time. And being distracted is actually 
bad for our happiness and for our presence. And you mentioned you like non-judgment. I have to ask because various guests mentioned this, that in Ukraine, there is a very high level of social judgment where if you make a mistake, even strangers will come and criticize and tell you what you should have done and tell you what to do with your life. Is this true in your experience? And do you think in some way this can be the blueprint that a child will see and therefore they become very self-critical because there is a level of high judgment in society or is this wrong? Yes, that's absolutely right. And this is the key point I'm uh, uh, always uh, thinking about and uh, I'm thinking how to come closer to this point with kids because actually yes uh, this uh, judgment and uh, you are wrong you are right so mainly uh, in the in more variety of situations there is neither right nor wrong answer uh, but uh, actually yes in our society uh, people like uh, telling that this is right, this is wrong, you shouldn't do like this, but each and every person is individual. And uh, the beauty of mindfulness is that, um, so uh, to accept the uh, thoughts and the emotions of other people to let them evolve. And uh, like you mentioned that, um, so, we can control our emotions only being aware of them and uh, one more interesting thing that uh, when um, so there is the empathy when we can be aware of emotions of other people and uh, this is the very important part of emotional intelligence and uh, when we're talking about empathy, in order to be aware, to realize the emotions of other people, we are to be aware of our emotions. We are to have our own experience. As soon as I'm aware of my emotion, as soon as I know how to deal with it, so I can, I have a freedom of choice what to choose, either to react or take a pause and respond so it depends and there is um, one more thing you mentioned uh, this fight flight freeze response yes right now uh, we um, we are not to react like uh, people in ancient time because for example when i facing stress and uh, i'm uh, at the meeting and uh, I, uh, I, I, I shouldn't express the emotion if it's very high. I uh, have the choice to pause if I can control my emotional response and then to either to shift this hard conversation or change it to another direction. So that's the key idea of this aspect. Thank you. And I want to explore you a bit more because what I am sensing, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong. And first, are you a visual, highly visual person? Yes, yes, I'm visual. Yes, yes. you're right. And, 
to me, it seems to me like what Aristotle is speaking about, that you have a very specific image of the person you should be and of how things should be. And you're always comparing reality to that. And maybe that is the source of pain that you're fixing through mindfulness. But I'm wondering, is your brain working in this way that you have some ideal perfect image of how things should be, how you should be, and then you're always trying to get there, and then you're trying to change this through mindfulness, of course, but is this the way that your brain works? Actually, yes. It uh, it used to be some years ago before I started my uh, practice. So really, it was really so because uh, I am a perfectionist by nature or uh, so this comes from my childhood and uh, I realized that and I wanted to do everything in the best way. I had a vision how it should be. And um, you know that uh, when I started to dive deeper, I realized that I have several triggers that triggered me and uh, I had some patterns and uh, that was an amazing thing that uh, I started uh, uh, practice patience and acceptance and it helped a lot because okay if it doesn't happen uh, like uh, I visualize perhaps there is the reason uh, and it will happen even better. I cannot foresee everything because I'm a human. So, and uh, I enjoy this uh, way of thinking and um, I, um, I enjoy it really. And it helps me right now to, to manage uh, difficult situations in my life. Thank you. And I like how you're bringing everything to the now. And I'm trying to understand your history a bit more. So I'm wondering, first, a small question. Were you always an excellent student? Actually, I think yes. Most time, yes, to be an excellent student, yes. Yes, and did you have, like, a mother who always gave you this kind of push or criticism in order to be the best and to be better, or... Was there something that motivated you through criticism during childhood so that you wish to be perfect? Or maybe you had a friend or someone you knew who was expected or thought was the best and you wanted to be similar or better? Or was there such a pattern in childhood? Yeah, there was the pattern. It is very simple because my mom is a teacher. And um, so I wanted to do my best because uh, I had an amazing example. And uh, so all is very simple. This is the point why I wanted to be the best version of myself. Thank you. And to understand even more, because this is wonderful. Oh, my God, you're very interesting. So I'm thinking, and please correct me if this is wrong, that most of your life, you let the opinion, expectation, and agreement, and community thought tell you what should be the goal for your life, and you chose that to be the goal, and it was very stressful not to attain it. And then through mindfulness, you discovered more and more 
to listen to what you wish and what you want. And then more and more you discovered that what you want is actually inside you. It's to choose to be happy, to appreciate the moment, and to be as free from the patterns of the past as possible, rather than what other people define success as. Is this a correct understanding? Um, yes, uh, I would say, um, yes, the, there is the correct understanding, but I don't think that other people told me what to do. Uh, because uh, when I used to work for the multinational company, I enjoyed my work uh, a lot. And everything I did, I started from marketing, then I moved to project management, then I moved to uh, business operations. And uh, each and every time I enjoyed what I was doing. And uh, it inspired me to, um, to move uh, forward and to grow faster and faster in order to... Um, to come to the next step and i think that uh, mindfulness and uh, the way i chose right now this is the next level of my development because i've got the um, the point i wanted to, to get during uh, my story in multinational company and uh, right now i'm living another life this is like uh, I have one life and I want to get different experience when living this life. That's the idea. No, no, no. Tell me more. Why do you want to have different experiences in this one life that you have? And why is it important to get faster and faster and grow to the next level? Because uh, I have a beginner, beginner's mind. I'm curious and uh, I enjoy to uh, learn a lot of things and I am inspired by uh, uh, by learning different aspects of our life and the more experience I get the more inspired I am. I love that the more experience you get the more inspired you are what does being inspired mean for you and how do you know like if someone looks at you how can they know if you're inspired or not because it's an emotion so how does it work in your life so this is the uh, the thing that um, you can feel it i think uh, when the person is inspired, so right now I feel that you're inspired and uh, what you are doing is that uh, you do it with passion. And this is something like, yes, this is right, this is the emotion. And when the person is inspired, you feel that, you trust that person, you trust what this person is saying because it is coming from heart. Wonderful, wonderful. And let's say in the world, if you came from the heart and you were inspired, that things were totally the opposite, that people didn't trust you, then would you be uninspired? Well, basically to summarize it, if you had to choose between being inspired but not trusted or being trusted but not feeling inspired, which one would be more important for you? 
Oh, that's an interesting question. To be trusted but not inspired and to be... I think that uh, inspired, this is something... This is like the seed. Uh, for example, there is the seed. I plant it and I, I want to breathe life in this seed. And when I, uh, when I love this seed... Uh, when I'm passionate about this seed, there will be an amazing plant, there will be a beautiful flower. And, um, and for me, it doesn't matter whether someone will enjoy this flower or um, perhaps uh, they will enjoy another flower. So this is my flower and uh, I'm inspired by this flower. So that's... I'm not sure. I love that. Yeah. You you put the seed, you breathe life into it, you love that seed, and it grows into a flower, and it is your flower. Can you tell me more? What kind of flower is that flower? How does it look in your mind? And if you imagine yourself, how are you taking care of it in this metaphor of you and your flower? And it's a beautiful flower that you love and breathe life into it more and more. Uh, you see, that's the flower which is shining. That's the point. And coming back to your question about uh, when, when I'm inspired, this is the moment when, when the person is inspired, uh, there is a kind of shine coming from inside of this person and everyone can notice it and uh, it happens and uh, when i'm thinking about uh, this flower i will cultivate it using uh, some attitudes from uh, mindfulness uh, which are very common for me and uh, right now i will uh, Treat it with patience, acceptance, trust, non-striving, letting go, gratitude, and generosity. Yeah. I love that. So those attitudes are the ones that keep and increase the shine of the flower, which reflects in you as a shine in you that other people will perceive and notice. Is this correct? Because then I have a question. Yes, yes, that's correct. I love that. And how does the, this flower and its shine relate to going to the next step or the next stage of your life? Does it mean, and please correct me if this is wrong, that at each step there is an even more shiny flower that you plant the seed and you grow and you breathe life into it and you love it to shine even more? Or... Are they totally different or how are they related? So actually, uh, I, uh, I decided to make the next step, step uh, like I mentioned before, because I uh, wanted to increase the positive impact in the world. I want to serve people and I want to inspire people to reconnect with who they are and to help them live more purposeful, present, joyful, and fulfilling life. And this makes me happy. I feel the 
value. So that's uh, that's the answer, I think. You feel the value, and how does the value relate to the shiny flower? When people are getting happier, and when I see that, when, uh, for example, right now working with clients, I see that when they are practicing, they are getting happier, they are achieving their goals, and this makes me happy. So when your clients are achieving their goals and when they're practicing, when they're getting happier, you get happier and therefore your flower shines shines more and therefore you shine more. Is this correct? Yes, I'm getting even more inspired by these results. Yes. Yes, inspired. The more inspired you are, the more you shine and people can sense that. Is this correct? Yeah, this is correct because the uh, key the key idea for me is to make the difference and to make this world a better place. And when I realize that I'm on the right way, so I'm shining even more. I love that. So you realize you're on the right way by seeing that your clients are practicing and getting happier. So you know you are making a difference and therefore you're on the right way. You get more inspired and your flower shines more and you shine more, correct? Yes, Abdulaziz, that's right, yes. Wonderful. And if you were to give me an even better metaphor about making a difference in the world and making an impact, what would be the metaphor that touches your heart really, really powerfully? The metaphor about uh, how to bring happiness to life? About making a difference in the world. I know that what is important to you, it's uh, to have some kind of making an impact, how to make the world a better place, correct? Mm-hmm. When you imagine yourself making the world a better place and you are on the right path, how is that path? How are you walking it? What is happening there? And what is a metaphor about that path? Oh, okay. Uh, That's a great question. Thank you for that. There is uh, an amazing practice uh, in mindfulness Uh, which is called mindfulness of thoughts. And uh, there is uh, one thing that is suggested like an image. Uh, There is the cloud, uh, the um, sky with clouds. And uh, it is suggested to look at the uh, clouds, uh, at the emotions and thoughts like clouds on the sky. And uh, when I'm talking about uh, making the world a better place, to I'm looking at the sky uh, without clouds and uh, when sun is shining and this is the moment when uh, you're aware that you're happy you you're aware that yes clouds will come and go but uh, I'm here right now and I have the choice where to go and what to do I love that. You're looking at the sky without clouds and the sun is shining and you have a choice. 
Tell me more about the sun that is shining and how does it relate to your shine when you're inspired? Uh, the sun which is shining. The sun, this is uh, the um, one of the aspects of life. And uh, when the sun is shining, so when I'm planting my seed, it makes my seed grow and uh, it uh, makes the flower appear and it makes it to be beautiful. So one I think second, one second. So no, no, say that again. What did you say? There is this story like sun is shining and there is the flower. Okay, also, wonderful. Yeah. So you breathe life into the flower. You love the flower, but it's not only you. The sun is necessary and the sun shining. Is this correct? Yes, yes, absolutely right. Yes, it is shining for each and everyone. And so everyone enjoys this sunshine. Yes, and when there are no clouds to stop the sunshine, then your flower can grow faster and shine more. Is this correct? Yes, you're right. That's great. And when you are there and you're planting your seed and growing, are there more than one flower? And are there other people planting as well in the same place? Or is it only you? And like I said, is it only one flower or more? No, no. Every person can plant uh, the, the his own flower. That's the idea that everything comes from inside out. We are planting something and it is growing. And this is the beauty. This is the beauty of our life. Yes. And how does the beauty of our life relate to the shine and feeling inspired? Relate to the sun and feeling inspired. So when I started uh, telling you about the uh, key aspect about the key aspect uh, of uh, what I'd like to do is that um, the key idea is to dive deeper into yourself. And when we can dive deeper into ourselves, so we can realize who we are, uh, what, what is our goal, what are our values, and we can see which direction to go. And this is the beauty of life. This is the beauty of this approach to dive deeper into ourselves and to realize what's happening inside and what's happening around and which way I'd like to choose. So that's the idea. Which way you'd like to choose what's happening inside, what's happening around. And imagine if your flower, which is shining, wants to tell you something now, what would it say if it were able to communicate with you? So it will say that, um, you know, that each person is born to be happy. I believe that each and everyone is born to be happy. And uh, this flower is saying that, um, is wishing to find unique recipe of happiness in order each and every person to be happy thank you 
So if that recipe would exist, and maybe it would, you will see it now near the flower, how would it look like? And maybe if you opened it, maybe if it were a book or something, what could be written there if you could read what was there? This is uh, an amazing feeling of um, lightness, of uh, understanding the purpose of life and being present and uh, joyful and um, fulfilling the life and uh, enjoying the beauty of each and every moment of our existence. Just being here and now, being grounded and enjoying what's happening around. And that's it. I love that. And are you living that way 100%? Or if you could, what advice would the recipe and the flower give you so that you live more that way? I think that the key advice is to be present and enjoy. And this is the most important advice. And to be aware as, as much as you can. And uh, when uh, I do my practice uh, every day, and what I realize that uh, from each and every day, uh, it makes me feel more present and uh, even more happier. So sometimes uh, different situations happen. And right now we are facing a lot of challenges and changes. And uh, uh, when I'm aware that, yes, this is the situation we live right now. And why, when I accept it, so life is getting much easier. And I find the way how to overcome this difficult situation. Wonderful. That is wonderful. And if you could think about the beauty of life, and if it were not that metaphor of the flower, or the metaphor of the path that you're walking, or the sky. But if some new idea could come, what would be a way that is new to describe to someone else what you mean when you say the beauty of life? This is... Um, the beauty of life, this is presence. When, uh, when I'm thinking about... Uh, People, when they are present, when they don't expect anything, they are happy with what there is right now in this moment. And uh, this is the, the aspect of happiness. So I'm happy right now. And, uh, so, and this is the beauty. And that's it. Thank you. And let's speak about Ukraine, because someone like you, you could live anywhere in the world, any place, even in a place where the sky is blue and there are no clouds and the sun is shining, like you said, but you chose to live in Ukraine. Can you share why that was valuable and important for you? And as well as if you were to describe what you love about Ukraine, as well as your thoughts about Ukrainian people to someone who never visited, what would you say? I enjoy Ukraine and uh, I enjoy the spirit of this country. And um, I enjoy everything, started from people 
uh, I enjoy the passion of people. There are a lot of uh, uh, people who believe that the tomorrow will be better. Today is good, but tomorrow will be better. And I'm inspired by uh, this attitude. And uh, what I enjoy about Ukraine is our nature. We have amazing Kapetian mountains and uh, many foreigners uh, who come to Ukraine, they enjoy a lot. And uh, I enjoy Ukrainian cuisine and uh, I enjoy the hospitality of Ukrainian people. Um, and uh, what I enjoy is the... Um, uh, the way uh, people can dance and uh, the beauty they can sing and uh, so i'd like to welcome each and everyone to come to ukraine and enjoy this wonderful country that's wonderful and i have even another question what is the difference between passion and inspiration because you mentioned that and i have a guess about this but to you what is the difference between passion and inspiration? And what kind of passion is the one that Ukrainian people have? But also what kind of passion they don't have? Because some people say that actually happiness and passion in Ukraine is not so common. Or some other people say no. Ukrainian people are very passionate and happy and really warm inside, even if outside is a bit tough. Actually, about passion and inspiration, I I, st I will start uh, first. I think that uh, inspiration comes first and then comes passion. So there is something uh, what you're inspired by and you go on and do it with passion. And uh, speaking about uh, people in Ukraine, I think that... Uh, passion, happiness, well-being, um, it is uh, not cultivated starting from uh, school. And uh, this is the point why uh, sometimes we think that people, they don't think about happiness. Perhaps it is simply not cultivated uh, in the culture, starting from the childhood, and that's only the reason uh, why it's happening like that. But uh, I'm sure and uh, I feel that people in Ukraine are passionate about their country, about uh, their language, uh, which is getting more and more common, uh, about their history, about uh, their nature, about their people, about... Um, amazing traditions we have in Ukraine. So there are a lot of uh, things in Ukraine to be inspired by. Thank you. So if I were to think, and please correct me if this is wrong, the passion is the seed or it's the energy of putting the seed in the ground and the shine of the flower is the inspiration, or what is happening, if you could explain? Uh, in my opinion, how I feel this right now in this moment is that I'm inspired to plant the seed and I, um, uh, and I treat it 
with passion. Um, so that's um, that's my understanding. With love and passion, I treat it with love and passion, and then comes shine from this flower. And the shine from the sun helps as well, correct? For sure, yes, yes. And around you, there are other people who are passionate, and therefore, first, they're inspired to plant the seed. And now there is something, because you said passion comes first and then inspiration. But in this way that you're presenting now, inspiration comes first, then you plant the seed, then with passion and love, you help it grow. And I have another metaphor right now uh, about the project. For example, there is the project and there is the team involved in this project. And uh, they are inspired by idea of this project and they have the goal and they do everything with passion and uh, then they come to at the certain point all together they come to the amazing result thank you so the idea is the seed the team is you in the metaphor and the project is the flower and the shine is the amazing result. Is this correct or is there something you can change? Yes, Abdulaziz, that's correct. Thank you so much. And if people want to follow you to learn more about your work, to uh, learn more about mindfulness and everything that you teach and that you share with the world, what are the best places to go? Actually, uh, um, I'm available in um, many social networks, but I think that the key is my website, elenavysotskaya.com, or if you want to uh, listen to mindfulness meditation and if you're interested in that, if you want to enjoy, uh, you can go to Inside Timer and uh, enjoy. Thank you. I will make sure to write the website and the description. It was a pleasure, an honor, a very interesting for me conversation, and I wish you a great evening. Thank you, Abdelaziz. My pleasure to be a part of this project and to collaborate with you. Thank you.